Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I'm Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 54. We are reunited again because you've been away for a little while, Don. Five weeks. Yep. Um, so we saved this podcast when you're back because you weren't quite finished with your adventuring for the year. Yeah, and also I think I had a bit of a not so exciting springtime and then Christmas, I guess, really ramped up the ending for 2019. Yeah, so we have our year in review podcast for 2019 where we look back at what we've done, uh, where we've been, what we've hiked and have a little discussion on that. So after a big 2018... 2019 for me was always going to be another big year and I know you Don had plenty planned did it go the way you expected to to? um no it didn't it didn't not that I had a bad year I mean I think it was going to be a very big challenge to top 2018 which I think still remains my greatest year of adventure ever um but it was a bit of a weird one I I didn't really do as much in the way of multi-days this year like really up until the very end in December, the most I did were overnights. I did four overnights mm. uh, and we didn't do a September hike. We actually didn't, you know, normally it's every quarter we do one and, and that month wasn't filled. Mm. Um, and then also in July, what we've done wasn't initially what I planned to do. So yes, it was very unusual this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we better start at the beginning. So, final two months of summer, um, kind of a lull in Perth hiking. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, you get to escape every second week. <laughs> yeah, where did you get to in the summer? Uh, so, we come back from Tassie from the previous year when we finished on Frenchman's Cap. Mm. So, whenever we do that and the list is with me, we try to do something. So, we went up to Bright. And we did some walks in Mount Buffalo. So we did the Euribin Falls, which is a short walk. Just about 3Ks now. It's it's a tour lookout. You see a waterfall. This is nice. You come back. Mm -hmm. That was just something that was nice to see. Uh, But the main one we did there was the Mount Buffalo Circuit, which was across the Alpine area at the top. Um, Nice walk. It was a bit hot that day. But at least it wasn't on fire. Um, Like this area, (laughs) I believe, is... Uh, at the moment or has been in recent times so I mean I did see that Bright was under threat I don't know what's happened um, at the moment but it could well be that that area isn't uh, suitable for very much at the moment Mm. Uh, so yeah that was that was that Um, and then for the rest of of summer we tried to make use of what we had in in Perth so a lot of that was shorter coastal walks. So we did the three bays walkway in Greenhead, which is, you know, it's a nice coastal walk, very similar to what you see in Rotnest. Um, very, very hot when we did it. It was over the Australia Day weekend. Uh, we did the Penguin Island Boardwalk Trail with you. Yes. That was fun. We were you know, looking at other things other than hiking. So we did some kayaking and um, some snorkeling around that area. And mm. yeah, one of the days we did Penguin Island. And then we did the Bunker Bay Loop, which is something you did a few years ago. Yes. And um, we decided to go check it out. Um, so, yeah, that was... We, we managed to fit in a few, which I think for summer was a pretty good summer for us. Mm. Yeah, How no, about you, Mark? For me, uh, yeah, I didn't actually do a lot of hiking at all. Um, so it was more like different trails. So you mentioned we went to Penguin Island. So that was the only... Uh, trail on the website that I put up that actually involved walking. Um, yep. The other two that I put up were just snorkel trails on Rottnest Island. So I did Parker Point and Little Salmon Bay. So just fun summer stuff to do. Um, I think by this point I was still processing Tasmania pictures. Yep. Um, so that kept me busy. And I was also doing a, a website redesign at the same time. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, um, summer's normally kind of good for that if you don't have that much to write about. Yeah, um, but it's kind of the off-season for hiking in WA, so whatever you post, no one reads, so it's kind of like you're doing it just for your own pleasure. Um, yeah, but I, I remember us talking about that like throughout summer. It's like, oh, wow, no one is reading anything at the moment. Although this year it's actually picked up. That's Yeah, um, me too. I think because, yeah, there's a lot of snorkel trails on there and 
I don't know, people just want to get out. Yep. But yeah, so it was a very quiet summer. It's more like I enjoy having time off away from hiking. I think if I did it all year round, I'd get pretty tired of it. Um, but I guess I'll never know because we don't have the, the climate in WA for it. I think because I despise hot weather, I, I hate it and I resent the fact that I can't do hiking. Uh, so that that to me is, I think, that's my view of like February, March, January, you know, that, that mm. first three, four months of the year uh, are, are a write-off for hiking. Mm. Um, and then right up until June, yes, you can hike, but it's a bit ugly. Yeah. Um, that's the curse of a Mediterranean climate, I guess. Yeah. And I suppose the last, last what, two, three autumns have been pretty dry. So yeah. So we haven't really got into winter as, as early as we'd like. So yeah, autumn. How was that for you? Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic? (laughs) Yeah, this is probably my busiest quarter, I think. We ended up doing a fair bit. So I had to do two weeks in Melbourne. So I went to the Otways and did the Canyon and Phantom Falls, which is a loop there. Very dry. Phantom Falls was a cliff with no water. (laughs) Um, But, you know, very much if you like carry forest, it's um, mountain ash and rainforest. So. Mm very lush and reminded me of home uh, and I did Werribee Gorge which uh, you've done as well yes and that was that was awesome mm. um, you know that that I think is a kind of walk that looks okay in the autumn yeah I did it just after Christmas and it still looked pretty good yeah so I did that um, and then we did back in WA we did a few so trying to avoid the heat we did some caves in Margaret River we mm. did two that I've never done before which was Giants and Calgada which are the uh, DBCA-run ones. Mm. Uh, and they're a bit more of a wild cave experience. So that, that was really cool. Mm. Uh, probably my biggest month, though, was April because we ended up going to uh, to Cape Arid, Cape Legrand, and Fitzgerald River. And, you know, we've talked about these before, you know, and they're spectacular walks. Uh, I think Legrand Coastal Trail is one of the best hikes I did last year. It would easily be in my top 10 in Western Australia, probably in top 10 or top 20 in Australia, full stop. It is an adventurous, exciting trail and has just so much to see. And I feel like there's there's no compromise. You know, I often talk about how trails, I feel, are so compromised in Western Australia. Mm. And this was not at all compromised. It's like, oh, it's going to go here. It's going to go here. It's going to take you to this lookout point. It's going to take you down into the, to the bay. So... Yeah, I really love that walk, and I think it's one that everyone should go and do. Um, And then I finished out the autumn by just doing some walk GPS walks, and they were, you know, they were nice. We did did the ones that were sort of on the eastern side of the uh, Darling Scarp, which Mm. are more Wandu, and those, you know, they they look lovely any time of year, so they were good. How about you, Mark? Um, autumn was actually really quiet. So today when I went through the, the list of hikes I've done, I color-coded everything and summer autumn just looked very, very bare. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I can see your chart yeah. there. <laughs> so I started off, I think it was coming back from Bunbury maybe on around Easter, I did the Jabbits Trail in Wellington National Park. And I'm glad I did it then. Um, so from what I've heard, it might be a little burnt at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was actually a, a very, very good trail. Um, yeah, Wellington National Park, a lot going for it and a lot being invested in it. So, if you, yeah, you're out there, do that one, if, especially if you're staying at Honeymoon Pool. It's a good there and back um, walk for something to do. And then we went off to Tasmania for the second time in six months <laughs> to do Bay of Fires, um, which is not a, a walk you can do per se. You can link up to campsites for this the the luxury tassie walking co-offer yep that was a good uh glut hike (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah got perfect weather that was actually over easter so it must have been before i went to javich but yeah highly recommend that one beautiful area um a lot different to what you'd imagine tassie to be so Mm. it's fairly fairly dry fairly warm um beautiful beaches as well very much like the south of WA, that south coast, mm. granite, white sands. And this was a bit of a swap from what happened last year because I went to Tassie at Easter yeah. and, and, I, and then you went to Esperance. Yeah. And we had the opposite holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what next year or this year will bring. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and then on top of that, I did Cataract Gorge in um, Launceston, which is a cool little hike just out of the city, and the Wine Glass Bay Loop at Freycinet, which I wanted to do Mount Amos, um, but the accommodation we booked was too far away, and I didn't get a chance to to head back. But yeah, that one wasn't too bad. Mm. And then I think it would have been in May. I think it was election day, so your birthday. Um, <laughs> I started off, it was a really moody, foggy day in the hills, so I mapped out the Golden Helena um, Valley Loop there. Yep. That was a very, very enjoyable day. It didn't end very well. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that wasn't an <laughs> enjoyable day for me. But, <laughs> but yeah, I had Mondaring Weir Hotel to myself because everyone was out voting. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to winter which for me was super super busy how about yourself yeah i mean it was it was fairly busy we tried to keep you know going with things i I always try once june comes it's like that's that's the switch Mm. where we you know we go really hard at the trails so we started off by going to pemberton and we saw we went we did the beetle up loop which I've done before, but I've never rode up. Mm. So trying to, you know, trying to do stuff that we've we've maybe done before, but maybe it was pre-blogs. We did that. We did Lefroy Brook as well, which is again very lovely. Um, and we did the Rocks Walk at Shannon, which is one that you and I have been wanting to do for years. And then it's like it was closed when you went. Yeah. It was closed when I wanted to do it. So that was that was nice to finally get it, get that one done. Uh, then. We had did the Wilman Billia, yeah. oh, yes, which was uh, quite a controversial episode, I think, that ruffled a few feathers. Yeah. Um, a trail that I think has a lot of potential, but is not great at the moment due to how heavy-handed the prescribed burn was to the area. Mm. Hopefully when they finish the second third or two-thirds, um, it goes through a lot better territory. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, and then July was a really big month because that was when we went to Sydney and we did the Royal Coast Track, which is one of the classic um, multi-day, well, it's a two-day hike mm. in Sydney. And it's one that, you know, all the locals sort of see as a rite of pres- passage. Fantastic walk. I think it's probably of the sort of two-day walks that I've done, it's one that I think is very much worthy of being sort of a great walk. Mm. And we did the Gross Valley uh, which is in the Blue Mountains, spectacular valley just off the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Unfortunately, burnt by the fires. Yeah, a theme that seems to be uh, making its way into this pod. Yes. Um, I should add that had it not been so expensive, we would have done the Kangaroo Island Wilderness Trail. Mm. Won't be doing that for a decade, I think, because yeah. that's that's destroyed. Yeah. So you know, it's one of those things where I f- kind of feel like, oh damn, I wish I'd done the Kangaroo Island Wilderness Trail, but then mm. where I went was destroyed as well. So, you know, this yeah. I think this goes to show how bad the fires were. I think at least with Kangaroo Island, a lot of what is good about the trail is mainly like the coastal sections. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not too much of a... I mean, it's a terrible thing that's happened, but it should recover a lot quicker than the Gross Valley, which is more forests and ancient trees and whatnot yeah and uh, the other walk i was going to do this time of year was Mm. the green gully track green gully is also being destroyed apparently or at least being affected Mm. and they also raised the price so had i known maybe i would have done that but then all three have been burnt yeah so it was every single one of them would have been destroyed basically don't don't plan any hikes for 2020 (laughs) just yeah just go on a, a whim um, and you know, while we were there, we did a few other things. Like we did the Lura Cascades, Cascades, which is a fairly good tourist-friendly walk. We did um, we did Dry Canyon, which was sort of uh, introduction to some of the canyons of the Blue Mountain. And mm. I was hoping to go back, but the Wolgan Valley, where these are, have all been burnt. Mm. So it might be a few years before I head back to do some of these. Um, and then on the way back, we, we went to Victoria and did a few walks there. And when we came back, it was just doing sort of low-key walks in WA. Not a lot of them. And I think this is where things started to just kind of die down for me this year, um, mm. as spring was probably my least exciting spring. But enough of me. 
Tell us um, about your winter. My winter was jam-packed full of Bib Woman track stuff. <laughs> so there's a theme for me for the year. Is I, I calculated today I've put over 800 kilometers worth of trails onto the website this year. And a good proportion of that is Billman track. So finishing my sectional end-to-end, um, due to some of the, the trips I took last year, I then had to postpone sections of the trail. So, yeah, it was just a lot of walking to get through. So I started off literally first day of winter, North Cliff to Walpole, and mm-hmm. it was seven days. Um, I enjoyed it, I think, a lot more than what you did. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a pod coming up on that. Um, I did the Carmel Walk, which you also didn't enjoy, but I thought was quite pleasant, mainly for the atmospheric conditions I had that morning. I, I thought it was a good opportunity to me for me to find other ways of saying burnt. So it was enjoyable in a way. <laughs> yeah, you definitely expanded your uh, vocabulary <laughs> on that one. Uh, then we did the William Billiard, as you said. Um, I don't know. Kinda, I, w- I really want that trail to be good. And I really hope when they finish the, the full loop that it is, like, it's worthy enough that people will consider doing that instead of the Billman out of town. Which I think they might realign one day anyway. But, yeah, fingers crossed they um, they do well with that. And then I had a, an overnighter to patch up some holes for my Billman. So I did Mount Dale to Sullivan Rock um, with Aaron as well. That was a good good bonding experience. And then July saw me go off to Darwin for a week. So it was my partner's grandmother's 90th. Um, she always goes to Broome and they figured, well, let's go to Darwin this year. <laughs> um, so I did a few walks around town, which a bit hit and miss. Um, one of them I actually have forgotten to write up. I was, <laughs> was it that bad? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I, was just, I think I got to the end of the post. I was just like, I'm done. Like, I just can't be bothered writing them up anymore. Um, so, yeah, look out for that one in 2020 sometime when I can get around to that. And we took a day trip to Litchfield as well, which was really, really good. Um, to have that just an hour out of Darwin's pretty spectacular, even if the window for visiting is only a, a few months as you discovered <laughs> yes um yeah lots of cool little walks they're all like one to four kilometer walks all throughout the park so very accessible for your everyday um tourist and then end of july another gap that I had to plug in so sullivan rock to gringer creek um did that one on my own on a perfect winter's uh weekend again i think you liked it more than i did i did um <laughs> You said, I don't know, you just infer that it is like perpetually burnt. And the whole area is. They do lots of prescribed burns <laughs> around there. But actually, on trail, there was only a couple of areas that were noticeably burnt. The rest were pretty, not spectacular, but it was nice for us to walk through. I guess my, my, my thing was that they said it was like some of the nicest Wandu Creek systems. And I felt the trail didn't embrace that element yeah, as much yeah I, I don't have the guidebooks <laughs> so i feel like i i don't have a base to go off like you do so yeah. whatever i'm experiencing it's like cool that's what's here i'm not being promised stuff that isn't there <laughs> yeah um so yeah after that i did um the ship road walk which is one of the shire calamander ones again really cool atmospheric conditions really enjoyed that but it is one of the better um, walks in the area if you want to see wildflowers and yep. also water. Um, yeah, also did Marrying Up Falls with Aaron on the way to a, a maintenance trip out on the Bib. And that was, I think, almost peak time to do that in um, late winter. The mm. wildflowers are just coming out, the water's flowing. That one's just out of dwelling up. Um, really cool hike. And then I finished winter by almost completing Walpole to Denmark. <laughs> I got all the way to Parry's Beach before I had to um, leave the track because Parry's Inlet was just uncrossable by foot. Because they just opened it like days before. Like, yeah, it? a few yeah. days before. Um, I suppose I, I could have risked it and done it, but then I heard stories of a, a four-wheel drive sunk to the roof in the quicksand there. I was like, oh, it's probably the better decision to make. Yeah, and apparently there were sharks as well. Yeah, I'd read that as well. I was like, I don't really want to wrestle a shark halfway through. <laughs> um, 
there and it was a really hot day the last two days of that trip were just unpleasantly warm um, i think it was 28 or 29 when i finished in denmark um that day but yeah that was really really enjoyable section i can see why you rave about it but there are parts to it that i don't agree with you <laughs> that are enjoyable yeah um so yeah that was that was winter that was a lot i think it was about 370 kilometers worth of walking which doesn't sound too much when you average it out over months but a lot of that i was working and at home yeah um so i guess you'd better start with your spring seeing as how it wasn't um it was you still went out but you didn't yeah. do a lot of write-ups for the, the website yeah i guess so it started out pretty strong you know we tried in September to do a fair bit of stuff. So we did Bickley Brook to Lions Lookout Walk GPS, which links the two smaller loops together. And that was, you know, that was fine. Um, I had a, I had the opportunity because of the Queen's birthday in Victoria to go and do something. So oh, I thought, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause normally, so what normally happens is Alyssa doesn't work Monday, so we can always have a long weekend. But this one fell on like a Thursday or a Friday or something like that. Or mm. I'm not sure how it lined up, but it basically lined up weirdly. And as a result, I ended up having a weekend without Alyssa to do something. So I just went, okay, well, I'll make use of it. And I went to Fitzgerald River again and finished off the other two trails I haven't done on the west side. So that was West Mount Barren and the Point Anne Heritage Trail. Both of them were awesome. I mean, a point and is very short, but I think it's a perfect walk in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and then on the way back, I went to Dryandra Woodlands and did the Kiwana and Oka Trail there. And that was, again, really nice. I think the Oka Trail in particular is, I think, the best walk I've done there. Like, the Woylee Walk is considered the top trail of the area. Mm. Disagree. The Oka Trail was better. Um, and then we finished off that weekend. We went to Lesio National Park and did the new Ued Pona Trail. Yeah. And that's probably after the La Grande Coastal Trail, my f- second favorite WA trail this year. Okay. It was spectacular. Uh, I think that they have done a really good job. So we're in Western Australia, we don't have the mountains. We don't have a lot of the other stuff, but we have wildflowers we have mm. and we do have a bit of you know in that area there there's the the flat top mesas and stuff and i think this trail made the most of what was there and really just blew me away because the wildflowers at lesure when i went previously i wasn't that excited by them i think the lesure trail which is a you know a top trail mm. isn't that good but this on the other hand just was like this is just amazing uh, I think if you want to see what WA can offer, then this is the place to go and see it because the wildflowers there were some of the best I've ever seen. And the trail is engaging. It's interesting. It has a lot of Aboriginal um, like history and, and, the, and like mythology and dreaming stories on display. Mm. talks about the seasons. Yeah, it to me had a lot of really good points. Then after that, so that, that was September, things just went a little bit nuts. Uh, I got sent on a business trip to Darwin, and I did some of the, the walks that you did in Litchfield, and Litchfield was awesome. But hot, though. <laughs> God damn, was it hot. Um, you know, we had to leave early because it was... I wanted to do three walks. I did two because I couldn't take the heat anymore. <laughs> and that was including, you know, going for a swim at uh, Wanky Falls and uh, Tej... I'm not sure how to say this. Jataba Falls. I call it um, Jataba. Jataba. I think the T is silent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a very good walk, and that was your recommendation, so it was good. Um, and then, like two weeks later, I had a business trip to New Zealand, uh, and then I did the Rankitoto Summit Track, which is a extinct volcano just off the coast. That was pretty nice, but it was again very hot uncharacteristically for Auckland Mm. Um, and then I spent the rest of the month just doing training hikes because I I realized just how much WA I felt more than ever how little there are you know the trail supply of trails of a decent length and of decent difficulty 
just don't exist mm. without redoing things. So like we did a lot of, um, you know, like doing Kitty Scourge or doing um, the Monad Nox. We did both of them. And all of it was basically because there was nothing new for me to write up that was of like more than 10Ks mm. other than walk GPS walks. And I find with walk GPS walks, you're not really getting the fitness out of it because you're walking so slowly. Yeah. So because of that, we just ended up repeating stuff. Um, and that kept basically until the end of springtime. So it was probably my least exciting spring as a result. And yeah, it made me realize just how little there is to do in, in Perth now that, and I guess that's not something an average person will experience because maybe just doing Kitty's Gorge and Eagle View is enough for them. Mm. But if you're like us, you know, it's probably a bit of a challenge. Yeah. No, I understand that one <laughs> completely. Yeah. So tell us about your springtime. Uh, my springtime was much of the same. So started off... Um, Wildflower season obviously hits Perth. And one of the best places, ironically, to see it is actually in the middle of the city at King's Park. So Karis mm. wanted to go see the Everlast things that were there. So I thought, good, we'll take the dogs, we'll go do a walk. So we did the Law Walk, um, which is always one of the urban list top walks you can <laughs> do in Perth, which um, take that as you will. And then more Billman, so Gringer Creek to Dwelling Up, which was a section I had scheduled to do like five or six times in the past, and it always had something happen that I never quite got there. And I'm actually really glad that I did it this time because the wildflowers were spectacular um, all throughout that section. Yeah, so then that was uh, one last gap to plug before I then finished. My plan was always to do Northcliffe to Albany as one not continuous stretch but like to finish the bill and that's what i wanted to do so end up being Paris beach to albany was going to be my finish um so that was yeah it was a fun way to finish but not as i expected i expected to be a bit emotional going into albany but i was kind of a little annoyed that day <laughs> um but was that mark uh, various uh things that went into that day so the the ending is not fantastic going into albany with all the pavement walking yeah and then the woman i got at the <laughs> the visitor center telling me i couldn't ring the bell because it's only for people who do it in one go <laughs> that sounds like bs to me I think. yeah <laughs> um but in terms of the hiking that is spectacular that section i reckon william bay to denmark is probably one of the most complete days on the whole track in terms of getting everything mm. and then um, the second half of Denmark to Albany I really enjoyed um, just some of the most iconic places on the track so you get the wind farm you get the beaches snakes West Cape Howe it's yeah really enjoyed that so I finished and then I didn't want to just finish and then drive straight home because I felt that would be a little bit anticlimactic so I gave myself a few days in Albany afterwards and then I'd really just planned to do nothing, but like you've been hiking for five days doing 20 to 30 Ks a day. So I ended up doing a big loop from my accommodation, doing Mount Adelaide, which I'd not done near the Anzac Center, and then Ellen Cove back to Albany, um, which is a walk I'd always planned to do, but logistically it's a bit hard if you've got a car. Mm. Um, so this way it was, it was perfect, and that was a fantastic walk that I think needs to be advertised a little bit more mm. especially um king point or point king lighthouse I always get that mixed up um really cool abandoned building right on the edge of the water not many people know about that's there yeah and then i really really wanted to do bald head again but i didn't have the time and i wasn't sure if my car was going to start back up <laughs> <laughs> so i decided in the afternoon i'd just go out for a little visit and just do the first bit where you get all the cool shots um to update the website and as soon as i was looking at it it was just that it brought me back to that first time i hiked it and just all that emotion and just like wow this is spectacular coastline um and then as the sun was setting i was like you know what now's the time to redo peak head so i went and did that um, which is more of a run than a hike um, chasing the sunset and it's such an amazing spot mm. um, yeah I'm disappointed I had bad weather the first time I tried to do it but 
yeah great hike and then on the way home i continued the theme of reshooting old trails as i did um castle rock again which for some reason only took a hundred and something photos of the first time and maybe only a dozen from the forested section <laughs> so with my new regime of taking photos unnecessarily every two seconds <laughs> it now looks as you would uh, expect it to look um, yeah so yeah I mean, it's a bit of a theme going for the second half of the year was kind of finishing off um trails and then also redoing them for the website mm. So yeah, pretty action-packed spring, and I can now say I'm a Billman end-to-ender. Hey, awesome. Have you got your patch yet? I have. <laughs> Is that what you were talking about, having to sort out your patches? Yes, I haven't put it on my pack yet, but it's there. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great patch, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice and simple, but lets everyone know you're an end-to-ender. <laughs> yeah. Um, so summer yeah um, so one month <laughs> one month of summer but you packed quite a, a fair amount into it i sure did first of all we'd always planned at the end of the year we were going to go to new zealand and this was to do two trails so first of all i picked one and Alyssa picked the other the one that i picked was the tongariro northern circuit and this is because of mount doom <laughs> lord of the rings yep. so it's one that I guess I wouldn't say so much a little Donny, uh, but a uh, a teenage Donny, a uh, Lord of the Rings Donny. <laughs> yeah, said that I really, you know, I w- was gonna do it one day, mm. and so that was my pick. And Alyssa didn't want to do something alpine after doing that one alpine walk, so and she loves coastal walks, so we picked the Abel Tasman Coastal Trail, coastal track, I should say. Yeah. It's tramping and tracks. But then before that, work comically sent me to New Zealand less than a week before my holiday. Mm. So while I was there for the weekend, I did the Karioi track, which is in Raglan near Hamilton where I was doing some work. And it was a great, very difficult hike. There was like chains at one point. There was a point where I had to pull myself up routes to, you know, to get up. And... It was, but you know, it was a really good walk. I said, I said that it would be a walk that I think if it was in Western Australia, it would be like one of the top ten walks in WA. Mm. And yet, over there, it's like an area that you know the locals all say, "Oh, there's nothing to do in Hamilton." And I respectfully disagree <laughs> because there was actually quite a lot to do nearby compared to parts of Western Australia. <laughs> Should all be sent to re-education camps in WA, and, <laughs> yeah. and they'll learn how good they've got. And it. then <laughs> you shall see. <laughs> and, and I should say in Perth, because I think that in Western Australia we've got a lot, but then yeah. uh, um, we're not developed with trails the way that they are mm. over in in New Zealand, where you know everywhere there's there's something to do. So yeah, December ended up being probably the most epic month because we did two multi-day walks, and two two of them being. They're great walks. So we did the the Abel Tasman Coast track over Christmas, and that was really good. I think, I'll put it this way, that I think as a coastal walk, it's one of the best that I've done in terms of the quality of the walking. And if you like rainforest and coast and like to just go between the two, mm. then I think this is, this is the walk for you. Uh, yeah, really fantastic. But I will say that coming from Western Australia, that their beaches aren't as good. <laughs> um, you know, but it's beautiful in its own way. And I think that the trail itself and the quality of the, the huts, really, I think I'm heading in your direction, Mark, in that I think while these are not, these are public huts, compared to what we have in Australia, Tasmanian stuff are gluts in that they've got mattresses they're comfortable they're you know they're quite big structures some of them anyway mm. um this is what we should be doing i think <laughs> like <laughs> but you've mentioned this before though i think it was on the dream bib one is the huts or shelters in on the bib are actually suited to the climate whereas new zealand i don't think you could get away with that that's so, that's right yeah. yeah but i think on a on a great walk type trail yeah. so like i think in tassie like the overland could do with mattresses i think that um, Frenchman's cap could do with mattresses. I actually realized as a result of this trip that there's sort of a medium ground that I think is the is the crappy answer, which is I think I'd rather tent 
and bring my own mat yeah. than stay in a crappy, cramped hut that doesn't have mattresses or is uncomfortable and there's no space. Or I'd rather go the other extreme. I think you either, you know, go for a, a glut yeah. or you just have a have a tent set up. Yeah. I think that that's probably better. Yeah, no, I agree with you because like, if you put four walls on something and it's not of good quality, it feels a lot worse than just being out in the open, especially when you're out hiking and camping is you want that experience with nature and if what you're getting is like a cramped shed, yeah, no thanks. Yep. So I think Christmas Day was probably our nicest day of hiking uh, this year because we did a section of the Abel Tasman where if you go and take a side trip, you go to a cafe and we were able to eat <laughs> like a nice meal on the track. Yeah. And then, you know, with a lot of these side trips, there's like a penalty you have to pay, right? You have to walk back up the track. Mm. No, this is a shortcut to the hut as oh. well. So that was, that Alyssa said that's her favorite day of hiking ever. <laughs> um, but I think we saved the best for last. So we did the Tonkariro Northern Circuit, mm. and we were very lucky. The weather on the middle two days, which are probably the ones where you want to have the best visibility, mm. were outstanding. And the last day of 2019 was doing the section of the Tongariro Northern Circuit that runs concurrently with the Tongariro Alpine Crossing, which is considered the best day walk in New Zealand. Mm. And I agree. It was absolutely spectacular not easy there's an 800 meter vertical ascent mm -hmm. but the view from the top of red crater you see all these blue lakes you see these like um sulfur clouds coming out of um you know the mountain smoking yeah uh it's an iconic view and it was probably the best day of walking of the entire year um but after that we went to a hut that slept 28 but there's 40 people using the hut because the campers Ooh. don't have their own facilities so that that again that was the day that made me realize how poor an outcome it is to have a cramped hut mm. because that i felt like we we didn't know what to do um but yeah that was that was our year i have to ask on your last day of hiking um did Alyssa get sick of you making Lord of the Rings comments? <laughs> no, she didn't. Actually, we so we always joke that um, it's not a it's not a multi day hike. If Alyssa doesn't cry at some point, <laughs> and she didn't. Oh. Like she actually said, um, you know, she loved Abel Tasman. No, no tears. We finished the uh, finished the Tongariro again. No tears. Yep. And she said the day of the crossing, which is considered a hard day, and people are like, oh, I you know you're going to find it challenging. She said it wasn't that bad, mainly because she did Frenchman's last year, and that was so much harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was. I think both of them were great, and Alyssa and I have said that we'll probably go back another three or four times, I think, to do a similar holiday where we do two weeks, do two trails, and do some road tripping. Yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, my my summer was not quite as epic. So after finishing the bib, I literally did nothing. Um, yeah, I just had a lot to write up. That's the thing with doing so many trails in such a short time and especially the way I've been going um, just recently is taking a thousand plus photos a day. I'm then writing four or 5,000 words per post. It becomes a little bit too much. So I took a break. And the only hiking I did to end the year was um, went to Dalesford in Victoria for um, for Christmas for Karis's family. And I only really planned on getting out one day because we only had five days there. And that turned into, I think I've got five trails to ride up for the website. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Most of them just Karis suggesting, let's go here, let's go here. So I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> um and as you'll, you'll find out in the second of the posts, um, probably the most stylish way I've ever gotten to a hike. Ah, yes. I got to borrow Uncle Hal's uh, Jag XKR, <laughs> <laughs> which was very pleasant to drive, but also very nerve-wracking because it's an expensive car. It's not mine. And the time of day I, I did it was very early morning, so I was dodging rabbits and kangaroos. Mm. And, um, yeah. 
so say my heart rate was probably higher a few points <laughs> on the the drive than it was actually on the trail did you wear like really wanker sunglasses while driving as well no just my usual wanker yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it was quite funny. One of the hikes we did was um, Mount Franklin, which is just outside of Dalesford, and it's an extinct volcano um, crater, which has some sad history to it, but in the middle of the crater is actually a car camping spot. So we rolled up the mountain. Luckily, we weren't the only wanker there because there was a Range Rover drove in before us. <laughs> <laughs> But pulled up in this jag, like the only spot I could really see that wouldn't annoy anyone who was camping there was in the middle where everyone can see you. So I just kind of <laughs> parked up the jag. <laughs> I wasn't really in hiking gear. I think I was in like just, yeah, you just assume like leisure wear would probably be the best <laughs> term for it. Had my aviators on, did the old beep beep. The car went like, and all the mirrors went in. And then I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Are you nice. going plebs? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I got a good stare down from a guy as we were leaving. I gave it a bit of a bootful just to, <laughs> just to um, yeah, hear the, the V8. But it was, yeah, a good trip to end. Um, Victoria is very dry at that time of year, so yeah. you have to pick where you go. Um, but it wasn't too bad. And no fires. So. No fires. Um, it got a little hazy um, on the the end of the trip, but luckily that area escaped. Yeah, all the the major blazes. Mm. I should say that my last night of 2019, we had a view of one of the mountains, and what we thought was a blood moon, but it was actually the haze from Australia yeah. heading to New Zealand, and it made the sun look like a moon. Absolutely bizarre. Um, crazy. Well, that could happen soon. They're saying that the uh, the little haze will actually circle around the Earth and it'll hit WA <laughs> yes, now. I know. Which will just be like, <sighs> although we're fairly used to it in WA, they like to smoke us out yes. most of the year with their prescribed burns. Um, so yeah, that was 2019, all yeah. in one long nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I mean a good year, I think, but not my best year. Um, you know, I would have liked to have probably done a bit more in the springtime, but, you know, life got in the way and, you know, the lack of trail supply in Perth mm. also got in the way. Yeah. How do you rate this year compared to other years? I don't know. I, reckon, I still reckon 2018 was almost epic, but that was mainly due to going to on a couple of trips I didn't really plan. So mm. Fitzgerald River and doing all the trails there and then um, Karajini and Millstream. Three Capes. Three Capes, Tassie, uh, a couple of sections of the Billman. It was just kind of a an, a very varied year, whereas this mm. year was... I mean, I did go to Darwin and Victoria, but it was kind of like a very Billman-heavy year. Um, and uh, one of the promises I made to Karis was, because I was taking week-long trips at a time, or like taking entire weekends, is I'd leave weekends free um, yeah. that I wasn't on. So I wasn't really going on many day hikes. So I think 2020 will be the year that I rediscover day hiking in, in WA. Um, yeah. Just probably move us on to yeah. 2020 plans. What have you got on the cards so far? Oh, okay. So things that I know we'll be doing is we're definitely going to Ningaloo, which is not a hiking thing. But, you know, I haven't done any snorkeling for a year now. Mm. Well, Almost a year, because I think we did some in March last year. But this this summer, I haven't. So I'm really looking forward to going back up there. And we, we did it because Alyssa, that was probably her favorite holiday, was the trip that we did up there. Mm. And so, but we're going back in whale shark season. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, maybe I might do some stuff in Cape Range area, but I've done all the trails. So it's not really a, a hiking holiday. Mm. Um, then in June, you and I have talked about doing something. We have. That's yes. very exciting. So um, I, we've not really made concrete plans. We're going to talk about this after <laughs> this, but um, stay tuned. That, yeah. I think that will be a fun, a fun trip. Uh, and then in July, I have booked to do the Thorsburn Trail, which I'd booked two years ago. Mm. Um, Two years ago, I was unemployed for a stretch before doing the Thorsburn Trail and I had mm. to cancel. 
So I I'm, I have this like paranoia that something will happen and we won't get to do it, but I really want to do the Thorsman Trail. So that's that's the big sort of July holiday hike. Um, and then the end of the year, we've not really second half we've not really made any concrete plans there's talk about maybe we might go to hawaii and do some hiking there um maybe we might go back to somewhere over in australia on the east coast but not really made any concrete plans just as of yet i think last year you know i probably started the year with like oh we're gonna do all these things and it didn't happen um and then places have been burnt and might still be burnt in the next few months. So I don't want to jump the gun there and say, oh, we're going to go and do this walk. And then it's completely gone. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's my year so far. So basically, I've got half a year planned. And then I don't know after that. Mm. How about you? Um, I don't have any concrete dates for anything. Um, it's more kind of, I want to do this area. So... I mean, we were also going to do a Ningaloo trip, but that's up in the air now because Karis's job is, you know, an issue. Um, so that was going to be a, a late March Easter thing, mm. um, but that'll probably get scrapped. Um, we've got our June adventure that we're going to go on. I want to get out to Dryandra this year. Awesome. Um, do a couple of trips out there. Um, Shannon National Park. I said this year I'm doing <laughs> Shannon National Park. So. Yep. I'll get out there. Um, the Cape to Cape, I'm doing sometime in spring. So I'm going to go back and do the full seven-day thing. I always get, When someone looks at my Cape to Cape page, I'm like, oh, my God. It's not <laughs> embarrassing because it was out of my control. But, yeah, it's like they're so poor in quality compared to, like, a modern post that I do. Yeah, I think that's what 2020 will be. Is it'll go back and fixing up posts that I did early on. Um, mm. Photos aren't fantastic. I don't have a lot of them, and I just want to redo them. Like Bold Park, I did didn't take many photos, so I'm gonna do that one time this summer. There's a whole load of little trails that I haven't really spent a lot of time on that I'd like to do. Kind of just spending a whole day out in the hills, just hiking those little ones. Yeah, and just re reconnecting with trails. So I haven't been to Kitty's Gorge in like three and a half years. Hmm. Um, so Probably like when we went? Yeah, the, that group hike that I did. Because yep. I redid the page the other day and I don't have any photos from 2016 onwards. So Kitty's Gorge I'll do in the spring with flowers. Um, Eagle View I've not done in two years. A lot of the trails in Perth I've only done a couple of times and I just really want to just hike for fun. Mm. Um, you said that last year I did and then <laughs> Karis made me promise not to go out hiking a whole lot um, so yeah that's going to be my plans hopefully I might get to Tassie or over east um, so yeah there's talk about going to Port Douglas maybe for a family holiday mm. and then I'll finish the year um, cruising around Indonesia so oh, very cool. maybe there might be some hikes there I'm not entirely sure but I doubt it mm. <laughs> we'll see at this stage, I'm actually planning to spend Christmas at home. Whoa. Because if you look look at the blog, you'll see that I think I haven't been home since 2015 yeah. for Christmas. So we're thinking once every five years <laughs> is probably a good time to come home. I'm sure your family will be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, but that being said, my parents go away every year. So... Yeah. They, they've, I guess, given me permission, in a sense, to not be home. Mm. Um, but I feel, you know, we feel like this is probably a year. Yeah. I think you get away with it a lot more because you don't have, like, nieces and nephews and, like, kids running around, where I think kids is a big Christmas thing and people want to be home. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully you have a, a lovely, boozy Christmas with family. <laughs> Who knows? Well, this might change. We might go, damn it, we should go do something. Yeah, let's escape the family. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to do with this pod as well, we did it last year, is we put the feelers out for some questions. And I did again this year and not many came back. So we'll I'll have three questions. One's a repeat from last year. Um, and then the other two have just come in and kind of generic questions as well. The first one from last year, favorite hour on the track any trail but favorite hour 
Okay, so two, because I'm really crappy at picking one. <laughs> um, I'd say probably the hour of walking the Cape Le Grand Coastal Trail from between Thistle Cove and Hellfire Bay. Uh, some of the best coastal walking I've ever done anywhere in, in Australia or in New Zealand. That to me was like a, a moment of like, oh, there are some really great trails here to do in Western Australia. And then the other one would be the hour from near the top of Red Crater on the Tongariro Northern Circuit. Because just that the lead up, you know, was this crazy ascent and then the views from the top where the payoff was there and then coming back down and being right next to some of those lakes. Yeah, outstanding. How about you? I don't know. I have so many this year. I mean, I say I didn't really do much, but there was a lot of like wow moments like this is why we hike. Mm. Um, but for two for me, the first one would probably have to be peak head. So spare the moment decision to go out and do this one. Sun was setting. Um, yeah, it was just one of those things that the lighting was just perfect. So the sun was setting as you were looking into the trail, but you still had the sunlight cascading over um, the way the kind of it dips down and then goes back up to the granite dome. Mm. And that I was just could not get enough photographs on while also trying to get to the top of the granite dome in time. And then when I got there, it was just pinks and magentas and then the golden glow of the sunset. And I got to watch the sunset over West Cape Howe, which is where I'd been a few days earlier. And it kind of, I don't know, I just sat there and just, it dawned on me what I'd just done with finishing the Billman. I didn't really quite process it on that final day, but sitting on top of Peak Head, with West Cape Howe visible in the distance, it kind of like, yeah, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a cool hour. And then the second hour, I don't know, it's kind of a toss-up between day two on the Bay of Fires um, where you hit first hit the actual Bay of Fires conservation area and you see all the rocks with the orange lichen and, mm. and the white sand. You're like, I'm here, I'm at Bay of Fires. And it was a beautiful sunny day and we went to visit the lighthouse there and then coming back it was just a really nice stretch of hard sand to walk on and I took my boots off and just it was just heaven like he's going at your own pace i think i put um i still call australia home by the Qantas <laughs> on. it just felt like one of those moments where like you know this is australia and i'm proud to be australian um either that or the first hour of walking the Golden Helena Trail where you start at the Golden Lookout and it's all misty and moody. You go through the forest and then you hit Mundaring Weir and you can just see the fog and the mist just rolling up the lake and then crashing into the the dam wall. That was pretty special. And there was no one about, like literally no one about. Mm. So that was cool. A rarity. A rarity. Mm. They're all voting. Um, so the second question was favourite trail of the year. Hmm. I think it would again be <laughs> the um, La Grand Coastal Trail, and I don't know Tongariro or Abel Tasman could easily be there because I think they're different. I think Tongariro was more epic, but I've never. I'll, I'll put it this way: so the temperatures on the in the Abel Tasman area were basically low 20s it was sunny every day it was like a beach holiday because you you hardly you know you you finish by like one o'clock at the latest mm. so you have so much time to just enjoy and coming from hot western australia i never knew i could love a beach holiday the way that i did <laughs> um so you know in terms of in, of pure enjoyment i think abel tasman was more enjoyable than Tongariro yep. but Tongariro was more like holy crap this is unlike anything I've ever seen yeah so somewhere between those three is is like yeah the best trail I would have to say I'll pick a, a specific day because I can't just pick a, a week long section of the bib because that's unfair um, <laughs> so I'll go Giants to Ramehead as my best trail 
simply because it's such a varied day like you start off in the the tingle and carry forest and it's beautiful for three or four kilometers Mm. and then you get to that transition period and you see the ocean um even though you just seen it a couple of days ago yeah um yeah and then obviously conspicuous beach is just fantastic um i had a really really perfect day when i was there and then up to conspicuous cliff was just fantastic mm. um and then finishing at Ramehead, beautiful sunset i had a mama and a joey join me Aww. at camp um who weren't really scared they were just observant Mm. that was a beautiful and then I got a great sky as well for the the Milky Way yep yeah I'd say that's best trail day of the year awesome and then the last question um, we've brushed on this earlier is what do you think the environmental impact of these fires and just climate change in general going forward will mean for hiking so I think I think people have probably picked up from what I've said elsewhere on the pod what my political views are, um, but I'll go back to what I said at my birthday party last year, <laughs> which was on election day. Uh, this was right after the Liberal government got voted in. Yeah, um, how good is Australia? Um, <laughs> go to and, Hawaii instead. And I said to everyone, <laughs> "That's right, go to Hawaii instead." I said, to, I said to everyone at the party, I said, thank you for coming. Um, I advise you all to just go out now, go and see everything before it's gone. Uh, and my words were prophetic. They be- were. Because, actually. like, literally, Kangaroo Island, I wanted to go. Gone. Um, if Gr- you wanted... Gross Valley, you Gross did. Gross Valley. Gone. Gone. Um, yeah, Green Gully, gone. Um, really, I, I, I mean this, you know, like, I, I am serious. You know, we could say that I'm being flippant about it, but I really think... Go and see these places as soon as you can. Um, particularly, go and see places that are alpine areas that are not fire resistant. Um, our friend Bonnie was saying, oh, I don't know how to decide what trail to do between doing Great Ocean Walk and doing Walls of Jerusalem. I was like, no, it's easy. Go do Walls of Jerusalem. Mm. Go see Dixon's Kingdom now while the pencil pines are still there. Go and do it because we're seeing the effects of our lack of action and the places that are special to us that are probably more on the Gondwanan side of beautiful. I think that maybe uh, Pilbara, Kimberley, those places are okay. Yeah. Um, but seriously, go see Alpine things now because they will not be there for very much longer. So that's my slightly morbid advice, but yeah, go do it. Yeah, much of the same. Um I was nodding, nodding along when you uh, was saying this at your birthday. I was like, Don's fired up. I was like, he's actually telling the truth. And it comes through. Um, but it doesn't also, it's not all on climate change. Mm. There's also the ineffectiveness of all of the governments around Australia, so state, federal, to value anything that is environmental. Like we just mm. see it as an asset. So we go in and we log it and we exploit it. And we don't spend money trying to preserve it. Like we had firefighters from the US raring to go. We had water bombers raring to go and they don't get called up. Like it's ridiculous that these things happen and then it's all business as usual afterwards. Mm. And while it's going on, no one's allowed to say anything or cast any blame, whereas blame is there to be cast. Yeah. Like, well, well it's, it's okay to cast blame if you're blaming it on the greenies oh, the, who have the no greens. power. Oh, um, you know, like that that's the thing. is like it's it's the, the non... Oh, don't make it political, but we're going to make it political. Yeah. Let, let's bash the only party that actually has a policy on prescribed burning that is sensible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just... It goes back to that day because the last uh, year in view episode we did, we talked about climate change and the effects it will have on the landscape. And what we said rings true 100% now. Mm. And yeah, the Labor Labor government, I mean, it was a promise, but how much of a reality it would have been is um, Bill Shorten announced that they were going to inject X amount of millions of dollars into a water bombing fleet, which would have been super handy three months ago Um, but we just don't have that I think Australia needs to get its act together instead of spending money on submarines and fighter jets is spend money actually protecting where people live and people's Mm. everyday lives rather than some 
existential threat that will probably never happen. Mm. And I think we, you know, we're in a country because of the eucalyptus, which is a very um, pyrogenic it, it, it's a, tree. It's a jerk tree. Its entire <laughs> yeah. existence is to drop oil and burn everything by. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, we, we live in an area that's uniquely um, prone to fire. And, you know, I think that compared to New Zealand where, you know, yes, they do have some fires, but mostly they have excessive amounts of rain where they're going to have like avalanches and stuff like that mm. is more the problem. We are going to lose out on our market share of, of tourism. So putting it into uh, economic terms that, yeah. that um, you know, economic uh, rationalists can understand. Um, this is exactly... You know, these are things that are assets of value. People come to Australia to see the wilderness. Um, and I was looking at a CSIRO report which said that, you know, climate change for the north of, of, of Australia, that sort of deserty areas, mm-hmm. not, not so much of a problem. But certainly for the southwest of Western Australia um, and the, anything that's Gondwanan is going to suffer. And, you know, I, I love the Gondwanan rainforest, you know, like it's to me the most beautiful landscape imaginable mm-hmm. and to see it die just breaks my heart. Um, you know, like for it to be replaced by eucalypt forest, you know, some people might say, oh, well, it's just a you know, sign of the times. But to see something that has survived from when dinosaurs were around for it to see it go. Yeah, it's just it's upsetting to me, especially when it's preventable, like. Yes, over millions of years it will probably go, but in a, li- a human lifetime, we shouldn't be eradicating this sort of stuff. And that's what's really mm. sad. Um, and the whole argument of it, it'll grow back, it's the Australian bush. Like, yes, certain species will grow back. Like, grass trees absolutely love fire, mm. but we're just losing so much biodiversity with these fires because they burn hot and then, you know species that exists in one tiny pocket if that gets lit on fire at a very hot temperature it's not coming back mm. and same with like spiders and insects and lizards small lizards like they're not going to go anywhere in a fire they can't outrun that so it's really sad and especially the sterling range fires that have just yeah. happened um yeah very dry dry climate we had a, a fair few days um in the 40s um before that happened and then a lightning strike came along and that's it part gone which is very sad considering there was a fire there last year that was completely avoidable Mm. um, because that area does not survive well being Mm. burnt so close and what what a great uh great job that that reduction in fuel load did yeah did not stop (laughs) that burn one bit um yeah (laughs) it's just a sign of the times like a I don't think this is a business as usual once everything's gone. I think this needs to be um, a mark in the the sand to say no more. Like we need action from this, um, and I really hope it does come. But half of me is now a, a cynical thirty-something-year-old who <laughs> will probably never. This will be the end, the beginning of the end. So in my lifetime. I'll be one of those old men saying, back in my day, we had so-and-so, like people are now that, you know, snorkeled the Great Barrier Reef and dove on there and you could count how many, you know, fish you'd see mm. in two seconds on, you know, two hands and now you barely see anything. Yep. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's really sad to see what's going on. But it also is heartening to see the world react and put us under the microscope because that's what we'll need to get change. Yep. And I think that we are going to see a coalition. I'm hoping we'll see a coalition of not just the progressive left, but I think across the spectrum of people, because I think that's now it, you can't argue it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and I know people are trying, but I'm hoping that this, this is, if any good comes out of this, that it is a wake up call that says that this is something we need to do something about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit of a, a somber end to the podcast. Um, hopefully, 2020 is a, a prosperous year for us. But again, 
let's go out and see everything while we still can. Yeah. Um, and also get get involved, like just be active in, you know, caring for the environment and just giving a damn in general. Don't just be a spectator while things happen. Mm. Yep. Okay, so that was our year in review. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episodes of the series, please let us know by giving us a rating on Podbean, iTunes, or or any of the other platforms you're currently listening to us. Ratings really help to get us to reach the audience of people who might find this show interesting. If you had any suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at realtrailtalk at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our social media pages. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks.